0: Welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you will be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! verse 3 to 30. That's right. John chapter 4, verse 3 to 30. Uh, We'll be reading some scripture together and then I'll give you our uh, title for today's message. Amen. John 4, 3.30. If you're there, can I hear a good amen? It's quite some scripture to read, uh, but it's always good to read God's word. So here we go. John 4, starting from verse 3 to thirty. He, he being Jesus, left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. Somebody underlined needed, right? We'll come back to this. Verse 5 So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar or Sychar, uh, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth. Hour, about noontime. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan, a, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Verse 11, the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock?" And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this well will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, "'You have well said that I have no husband, "'for you have had five husbands, "'and the one whom you now have is not your husband.' In that you spoke truly." Ooh, ouch. The woman said to him, "'Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship.' Jesus said to her, "'Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you were neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews.' But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Verse 25, the woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. Amen. Praise God. You know, today's uh, title is called, If You Only Knew. If You Only Knew. You know, many times we read the Gospels and, uh, you know, we we just, you know... uh, skim through the teachings of Jesus but if we actually take time to unpack it there is so much so much you know if we only knew <laughs> uh, to, that, that we ought to take more time to allow God's word to, to just breathe into our lives we will so we will be so blessed amen you know uh, I just want to spend some time talking and, and teaching uh, us this morning uh, about this passage of scripture that we just read. You know, many times, um, like this woman, uh, when we uh, see uh, that, you know, in verse 7, uh, that Jesus says, hey, give me a drink. You know, we uh, immediately, um, you know, we shrink back uh, because we are not used to uh, Jesus being portrayed here as uh, demanding. Amen. You know, and the truth is this, that that God does have his demands over our lives. A lot of times we uh, grew up, or over time we begin to adopt a, a form of the gospel, or the form of Christianity, that it seems to feel like Jesus and God just wants to bless us and demand nothing in return. And as a result, many times our friends who don't know Jesus, or if you're watching this and you're not yet a Christian, uh, and you hear of how amazing God is, uh, and you tend to, you know, be uh, holding back. You tend to be, you know, uh, more suspicious the more you hear of how good God is, uh, because in life we we have this saying that you know certain things are are too good to be true. Something is not just all good. Then you know you have to put a question mark on, you no, know, is it really true? Can I really trust that? Uh, but the thing is this: God is not just about blessing, 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 blessing. But God is about blessing, but He also has His demands, as we clearly learn here in verse 7: you give me a drink. You know, Jesus wasn't giving this woman an option. You know, uh, he was demanding her. Uh, and this is the truth of Christianity. You know, did God gave us all uh, to, to love us and to die for our sins? Yes, but he also demands. Christianity is not just about us receiving the love of God, the forgiveness of God. It's also about us fulfilling the demands of God. You know, and, and I wrote here that there is a price. There is a price to pay for following Christ. And that price is in obedience. It is not a price in, 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 in flesh and blood, it is a price in obedience. And, and those of us who fulfill the demands of Jesus, we are called disciples. That's right. A disciple is not just someone who merely identifies with Christ. It is someone who fulfills whatever Christ demands. If Jesus says, love your neighbor, we will love our neighbor. If Jesus says, live sacrificially, we will live sacrificially. If Jesus says, love God with your all, we will love God with our all. If Jesus says, live a pure life, we will live a pure life. Amen. There is a price to pay and that price is obedience. But what holds us back many times uh, from uh, being obedient, uh, from fulfilling the demands of Christ uh, is is like this woman. You know, initially uh, she didn't know who Jesus was, uh, but eventually she realized that this 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 Jesus, he is the Messiah, and, and that brings me to my first point. When it comes to the demands of God, you know what holds us back uh, uh, many times from from obedience is because uh, uh, of the fact that we have forgotten uh, or we have taken for granted uh, who we're speaking to or who is making that demand. And so point number one, if you're taking down notes, is this, you know, point number one is this, if you only knew who was in front of you, you know, over here, you have Jesus going like, woman, if you only knew, <laughs> you know, if you only knew who this is that's asking for water. In fact, Jesus goes on to teach in verse 10 and 13 that if you only knew who you're talking to, uh, you would you would rejoice at this opportunity. If you only knew, you would ask me for living water. And, and many times, you know, when it comes to the things of God, you know, God asks us to obey Him. God asks Ask us to, you know, uh, uh, trust Him. And we struggle. Uh, but the key towards overcoming that struggle is is to go like, wait a second, this is Jesus. This is not just, you know, some uh, Tom, Dick or Harry uh, asking me to, to do this or that. This is not some organized religion. This is Jesus who died and gave his life for me. Oh, friends, if we only knew or knew again who it was that was in front of then we will be more obedient. that we will be a, a more courageous. And that's the thing that I want us to dwell on today. Do you know who it is that is in front of you? I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Jesus. Because you can look at me, but you know, this, everything this, you know, not just me, but but everything this morning, the chairperson to our worship time together. It's not just a people, it's not just church, it's Jesus, and, and many times we give the excuse, Oh, I can't wake up for church, but friends, if you only knew who it was that was in front of you. It's not just another video. Friends, this is not just another video. I'm not just another guy. The presence of God is here. The presence of Jesus is here and is with you. If only you knew, friends, you would sit upright. If only you knew, friends, your hearts will be more open. And the thing is this, Jesus is here. And I want us to dwell on this, you know, because many times, you know, especially in the times that we're living in right now, you know, with the lockdown, uh, with a lot of things happening over Zoom, uh, the, the 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 ugly truth is this, and I forgive me if I get a little bit honest today, uh, is that, you know, I I hear more and more excuses. Oh, pastor, you know, uh, sorry, I can't wake up for church because, you know, even though church is online, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll watch it later in the afternoon. But friends, if only you knew if only you knew that it wasn't just about another video, if only you knew that there was something powerful about coming together, watching it live, if only you knew or knew again that it's about putting Jesus first, then friends, your life will be doubly blessed. You know, we are having... Uh, Our prayer and fast, our our U-turn coming up. And many times I hear excuses, Pastor, I can't fast, you don't understand. You know, my job is very demanding, I must eat. I've always eaten, you know. And, and, And the thing is this, if only you knew. If only you knew that it wasn't just about the fasting. If only you knew it wasn't about what that you're fasting, but who you're fasting to is jesus who you're praying to is jesus No, you know the, the the 21 days of prayer and fast is not about us suffering it's about jesus friends if only you knew what was in front of you who was in front of you to be specific you know many times i hear people say oh you know i'm not i'm just not into zoom you know because you know for work i've got zoom so pastor i've been missing homes because you know zoom's not my thing Hey friends, if only you knew that it's not about Zoom, if only you knew that it's about Jesus. You know, I don't get me wrong, you know, a Zoom for work uh, can be draining. But my friends, can I can't be honest? Can I be really be honest? You know, I, when I do Zoom church, whether it's doing a Bible study, a devotional or homes or prayer meeting, I never get tired, no matter how long it is. You know why? Because it's not about the Zoom. It's not about the meeting. It's not about the camera. It's not about the virtual background. It's about Jesus. The Bible says when two or three are gathered, God's presence is there. And so even though I'm Zooming, it's Jesus. And it, it is the presence of Jesus in that virtual meeting that that, that gives me new life and, and just a uh, power to overcome. All that I need to overcome. You know, I hear a lot of times people say, "Oh, you know, I'm just not a prayerful person. I'm not into public prayer." It's not about public prayer. When we have prayer meetings, it's about coming together. You know, don't get me wrong. No Zoom. You know, it drains us. You know, when when we have prayer meetings and we have all prayer meetings online. You know, sometimes I'm the I'm the first one there, and I'm just waiting for other people to come. And when it's just me in the Zoom. A room, uh, it is draining. It is uh, boring. I'm just there, you know, staring, daydreaming, maybe reading some scripture. Uh, and then the moment somebody pops in, you know, the moment, you know, for my homes, for my prayer meeting, you know, the moment uh, Chris Flynn pops in, oh, I rejoice. You know, it feels like Jesus entered the room. And not because Chris Flynn looks like Jesus, he is very Christ-like, you know, or Chris-like, well, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but it's, it's the scripture that says when two all three are gathered, and then Rora comes in, and then it's like, oh, the presence of God is there. Because friends if only you knew. Just like this Samaritan woman, if only you knew that this person asking you to sacrifice, this person asking you to obey, is not just, you know, sometimes God uses people and sometimes the challenge of God comes in the form of people, you know? And so sometimes you you, you could have a bad habit of not being able to, I don't know, uh, uh, be consistent. Uh, and maybe a, a, a Christian brother sister, your home leader, uh, tells you, hey, you know, Come, you know, come on, let me give you a wake up call. Uh, don't, don't come on, we we'll miss you. Come for homes, you know. Uh, don't miss prayer meeting and all these things. And for you, it can be like, oh man, it is so boring. Doesn't this person have another life? Hello, and then there's temptation to like want to silent the I don't notification or whatever, or just mute the chat of this person, ban the person, whatever it is. You know, uh, the temptation comes in. But friends, if only you knew that who it truly was in front of you. It wasn't just your home leader. It was the Holy Spirit. If only you knew that your home wasn't just uh, a gathering of, of, of you know some people around you it is the it is a gathering of the presence of God. If only you knew uh, that prayer meeting whether online or, or offline wasn't just you know a bunch of people there praying you know it, 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 if only you knew it was about open heaven if only you knew that, that Jesus' presence was there and then it would change your perspective and it would change 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 your life. Amen. You know, many times I hear you know people say that you know um I gotta work, I gotta work. You know, uh, uh, you, you don't understand, Pastor. You know, I I I can't. You know, no excuses. You know, I gotta work. I, I'm busy. Uh, I, I'm busy studying. I got no time for church. I'm busy working. I got no time for meetings or or Pastor. You don't understand. You know, I've got uh, all this financial commitment, so I can't tithe. I can't give. Or, or Pastor, if you. you, you you don't understand. And, and, and again here, God has a funny way of reminding us because this, this woman was talking to, this woman was at the well, right? And talking to Jesus about water. You know, so she was obviously at the water, a place to, you know, at, at the water, at the well, a place you draw water. But what she didn't realize yet at that time was that the living water was standing next to the well. And many times, what, what this means is this, we, we go about to our wells and, and different ones, In we have different wells. Our job could be a well, you know, because we need to, you know, from that job, from, you know, from that well, we draw, I don't know, financial provision for our lives. Uh, a, a well could be our studies because if we do well in our exams and tests, you know, we draw, you know, a success and, and a degree from that, you know. And so many times in life, we could, be really into healthy living and our well could be our gyms that we go to religiously or our exercise routine that that we hold you know dear uh, and and we got different wells different wells in our lives and so this woman was at a well and yet the living water was there and many times what, what i'm trying to get at is this and i hope you understand is this uh, we think our job Is our end all and be all. We think our family is our end all and be all. We think our commitments is the end all and be all of our existence. Just like living in the Middle East and going to the well. We need water. We are going to the well to get water. And yet Jesus is saying, hey, before you draw water, could you pay some attention to me? Am I speaking to someone here today? You know, has the devil been robbing you of your time with Jesus? Have you become too busy to spend time with God? Then you're too busy, friends. Have you been too busy, you know, or or just making an excuse that you've been busy? And God is saying, if you only knew. If you only knew, you're there for water. But if you only knew that I am that living water, thus says the Lord. You know, and and what does this mean? You know, for some of us, we 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 think I gotta work, I gotta work, because if I don't work, I, and I don't, I won't have you know a success. I won't have provision. I won't have a job, and I, I'll, I'll 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 lose everything. And God said, no, you won't lose everything because I I am your provider. You think your job is your provider? No, no, no. I am your provider. We we run to our our books and we study and and we think that uh, being the best student, graduating will will get us, you know, our our dreams. And yet Jesus is saying, wait, 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 that's cool. That's important. But I, I... I'm the one who holds tomorrow in my hand. I am the one uh, who will open doors for you if you only knew who it was. And you see, many times, you know, Jesus was trying to, Remind this woman that that you're chasing after this. You think that this this thing, this water, this well, whatever it is, is the most important thing. But no, I am the most important thing. I can give you so much more. I believe this is a prophetic word. Jesus is saying to someone right now that he can give you so much more joy, satisfaction, peace, uh, a a blessing uh, than your job, will ever do than that person can ever, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, fulfill. You know, you think that, oh, I, I need to find a man. Yeah, you know, this this woman was had, had an issue with, with men and we'll go into that later, uh, but ultimately, you know, it was, you know, it, it, it says Jesus saying that, you know, hey, I know you, you, you go and call your husband, you got five previous husbands and the current one that you're with is not quite your husband. So in other words, she had six men in her life, but it wasn't a until she met the seventh man, seven, number seven, the, the perfect number of God. It wasn't until the seventh man that her needs were truly met. We think that it's going to be another relationship that will satisfy us, but it's Jesus is Jesus. We think another job will satisfy us is Jesus. Because another job can come, you still be unhappy. We think that another, you know, whatever it is, another postcode, another address, you know, uh, no more likes, more clicks, more followers, everything will, will satisfy. No, Jesus satisfy Friends, if you only knew who it was in front of you. Many times I hear this also, that people say, hey, I, I'm burning out. I'm burning out from you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, uh, uh, lockdown, fatigue, you know, uh, pandemic, uh, 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 I don't know, uh, you know, uh, paralyzation, whatever it is. You know, but uh, and, and friends, I want you to know that, that you know, when, when it comes to God, you know, if, if you really understand, if you only knew who it was, uh, that 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 is there in your life. Who it was, you know, who it is. In fact, shouldn't say was. Who it is that that is is just one prayer away, friends. Uh, you will not get fatigued. You will not get burnout. You know, I wrote here another line that says that with God it's never the what the woman wanted to know. What 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 business do you have asking me a jewish man asking me you know uh, and and then says that you no know, where where uh, uh, are you uh, no uh, where should we worship you know this woman was asking all the questions you know what uh, what's 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 this you know where should we worship you know uh, uh, and 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 are you greater you know how are you go- asking all these questions but the real question that truly matters is the who with god it's never the what why or where sometimes you come to God and you go like God you know why 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 this happening no that's that not what God is about God is about the who once you know the who once you know Jesus amen everything takes care of itself if you only knew who is living inside of you if only you knew who is standing next to you if only you knew who is in front of you friends and know you will be blessed you know I, I, I w- you know, people sometimes, you know, they they, they hear that I, I like to drink coffee. And, and and recently, I was just spending some time with God and, and God asked me this, Dave, where where was the, uh, uh, you know, best coffee you've ever had? What was the place where you had the best coffee? Funny, isn't it? God asked me that, true story. And I was just thinking, and then the Holy Spirit brought this memory to me, Dave, before you answer, let me tell you the right answer, just in case I give God the wrong coffee recommendation. Uh, <laughs> and God says that the best coffee you've ever had Uh, was when you were doing missions in Indonesia, you know, building houses for the poor. And and then the villagers were so, uh, uh, you know, grateful that they they brought whatever simple refreshments they had to you and you had coffee uh made from water of dubious origin you know really they, they didn't quite have clean water there and and yet they they make coffee they make tea for us and 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 i was there going like well i have to receive this refreshment so in the name of jesus christ and, and i had it and right then then you know i i the holy spirit reminded me that yeah exactly god the best cup of coffee uh, wasn't in some high-end cafe you know with the best beans no, no no it was it was you know simple black coffee made from mysterious water because it's not about the where it's about the who who was i serving at that time when i was sipping that cup of coffee who was I with? I was serving the Lord in the mission field, serving the lost. You see, when we come back to the who, oh, friends, our lives we rejoice, our lives we. We we become more blessed if only you knew who. Amen. You know, the best sleep I had uh, wasn't at some five-star hotel. It was, again, you know, the Lord reminded me when you're out doing missions, when you had two days where you didn't bathe because there was no water, and yet you had the best sleep because it's the who, because you were serving the Lord, because you were there in God's presence Praying for people, sharing with people, and it is the who, it is the who, and so like this woman, I believe that Jesus wants to remind us again: Don't you ever forget who it was that saved you out of darkness? Don't you ever forget who it was that died for you on the cross? And so, like this woman, Jesus will sometimes ask of us: Give me some water. Does Jesus need a water? No, He's the living water but yet he demands of us what he, what is he really looking for? Obedience. Has God been challenging you? Has God been demanding certain things from your life? Consistency, maybe more generosity, you know, uh, uh, maybe more passion in your life. Uh, hey, would you say yes to God? And whatever it is that's holding you back from saying yes to God, don't focus on that reasoning, but focus on the who. Remember again, point number one, if you only knew who was in front of you. Amen? You know, point number two is this. If you only knew what was inside of you. Many times when God challenges us to do something, whether it's it's to fast and pray, uh, to live for Him, uh, to share the good news, uh, we always, the the, the excuse we get or we give ourselves is that uh, I don't have what it takes. Uh, I, I don't have it. I'm not... I'm not uh, uh, equipped enough, I'm not you know whatever and, and we, we think that we don't have uh, what it takes but but God wants to remind us that you know if only if you only knew uh, what was inside of you, this woman uh, uh, encountered Jesus, And what was inside of her, you know, was problems. You know, and just like a lot of us, you know, uh, we have problems, right? All of us, we have problems of different shapes. And sizes. Uh, and this woman had her issues. She had her problems, but she also had a potential. And, and, and look here, what did Jesus ask her to focus on first? Verse 16 says, go call your husband. Go call your husband. Wow. You know, it, it, did she had an issue with the husbands and the men? Yeah, but did Jesus ask her, go and repent first? No, go call. Go call. God saw within her there was a potential to be an evangelist. There was a potential within her to be able to witness. There was something about her. You know, maybe she had, you know, again, you know, she she, she knew some men. So uh, uh, maybe she, there was a natural charisma about her. Maybe God blessed her with some very natural beauty, or maybe there was a certain sassiness within her. Because don't forget, when, when Jesus said, you know, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you, um, you are... You know, you have uh, many husbands, and she didn't immediately go like, huh, "Who told you that?" She she replied by, "Hmm, I perceive that you are a prophet." That was an assassin, and she's like, "Nobody, ain't nobody's gonna shame me." You know, that was like a, all right. You no, know, that was a, there was like a, 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 the strength within her, and could it be that that it was the that, it was the that that Jesus saw, and it was that that Jesus wanted to activate. And could it be that, you know, a lot of us are tuning in right now and and we've got our issues, right? Uh, We have, you know, our problems, uh, but God is saying that, yeah, you have problems, but you also have potentials. And I'm seeing your potential first. And and, and maybe God is trying to tell us that the, the, the key towards overcoming your problems is not to focus on your problems or not to be fixated with your problems, but to focus on your potential, work your potential and allow God to deal with your problems. Wow, that's so good. Let me say one more time. Maybe is prophetic for some people. Work your potential and allow God to work on your problems. Amen. Allow God to deal with it. You know, if only you knew what was inside of you. Jesus was reminding this woman, yeah, yeah, you've got issues, but what is inside of you is also this ability to go and call the entire village. And and she did. And the entire village, the entire uh, area uh, came together and they heard Jesus uh, for himself. You know, so so I I want us to be reminded of this because many times again, you know, uh, we forget, we forget that, you know, that, that he who dwells in us is greater than he who is in the world. If you only knew, or new again, or remember again, you know, what is inside of you, amen, you know, so so whatever it is, friends, whatever it is, you know, you might be thinking, you know, oh, I, I don't have a talent, if only you knew what was inside of you, you know, oh, I, I'm I'm not, you know, and it, many times, isn't it true that when God challenges us to do something, we immediately focus on the what we can't do versus the what we can do? Right? You know, like, for example, God is saying to you, like, um, uh, uh, reach out to your friends. And you go like, oh, I don't know what to say. But how come we never think of, okay, I might not know what to say. That might be my problem for now. Uh, but I have a potential to invite my friend to church online. You know, I have a potential to invite my friend to, to you know, uh, uh, to, to, to lend my friend a book. Uh, uh, Or to, you know, I might not be able to tell my friend about Christ, but maybe I can listen to their problems first. You know, maybe you're not uh, big on talking, but you're you're a great listener. And so maybe that's your potential. Do you you see what I'm saying? You know, the enemy wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy, tries to rob us of our potential, try to derail us, uh, try to make us forget uh, what, not only who it is that stands before us, his name is Jesus, but what is it that God has already deposited within us? We all have different giftings and all of our giftings are different. Don't forget what has been deposited in you, friends. Amen. This woman was activated by God uh, to become a messenger. This woman was activated by, by God to, to become an evangelist. You know, she had her problems, but she also had a potential to be an evangelist, to be a billboard for Christ. And, and maybe that's another encouragement. Just because you have your problems doesn't mean you cannot shine for Christ. Just because you have some areas that you need to work on, doesn't mean that at the same time, you you, you can't glorify God. Amen? You know, and there's a saying that a broken clock is right twice a day, what more us? We can be broken on the inside, uh, but, but God can still use our brokenness. We can be cracked on the inside, but but, but you know, when God puts his light on the inside of us, the light can also shine through the cracks of our life. Amen. Let's never forget, friends, if you only knew, and then the good news is this, you no, know, Jesus dwells in us. The Holy Spirit is with us. Amen. Jesus says, I do not leave you as orphans and he has deposited the Holy Spirit within us. In the coming 21 days of prayer and fast, you know, would you remind yourself again and hey, you know, that that you have the Holy Spirit living within you. You have what it takes to prophesy. You have what it takes to declare. You have what it takes to overcome. You have what it takes because if you only knew what you have inside of you and, and praise God, this woman knew Amen. You know, she was reminded again. You know, uh, she was she was broken. She 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 went. You know, uh, to draw water at a time where it was. Um, you know. Uh, um, uh, uncomfortable to draw water back then. There was, you know, uh, the sun. Middle East is hot, so people would usually draw water during the early mornings or during the late evenings, uh, when the sun is, you know, uh, kind of like mild. But but nobody would go during noon time. And she went during noontime and it Speaks of, you know, sometimes uh, the, you know, the the how our problems in our lives, you know, forces it in, uh, into certain decisions, forces into a certain Lifestyle uh, uh, that 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 makes us feel alone, makes us feel like we're the only one. But thank God that Jesus was there, you no, know? and Jesus, Jesus, you know, intersected with this woman, and 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 from dwelling on her problems, you know, she she became a mouthpiece for God. Amen. Would you say yes to being a mouthpiece? for God. Would you say yes to being a mirror for God? Amen. And you might feel like you are a cracked mirror, friends, but a cracked mirror can still reflect. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, and point number three is this. If you only knew how much you are loved from above, That's right. Point number one is that if you only knew who was in front of you, his name is Jesus. If you only knew, point number two, what was inside of you, the Holy Spirit, and and, and you have great potential as well. And point number three, if you only knew how much you are loved from above. Amen. And, And why did I say this? Because, you know, Jesus didn't just spoke to this woman, Jesus. Jesus had a real heart for this woman, but also for the entire region. You know, in verse 4 of John chapter 4, it says he needed to go through Samaria. You know, the Bible, especially John, you know, disciple who Jesus loved, you know, it his very choice of his words. You know, it wasn't just, you know, a geographical fact, like, you know, to 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 go to, uh, uh, you know, uh, a Mornington Crest and you have to pass by either Houston or, or Camden Town Station. It wasn't that kind of just, Geographical fact that you have to take the northern line to, to get to somewhere, get take the Jubilee line, etc. You know, I, I believe that you know it's put there to show that Jesus' heart he needed. There was there was a divine appointment there, he there was someone that he wanted to impact. There were lives that he wanted to, to bless. And, and and we know this because later on in John chapter 4, you know, it says that Jesus stayed in Samaria for two days. He needed to go through it. You see, if he just needed to go through it on his way to to Galilee, as the Bible says, you know, then he would have just, you know, wouldn't stop. He would just keep going, keep going, you know. He would just grab some takeaway and munch and then keep walking. But no, he stayed. He he drank water at the well and he fellowshiped with the people there and he stayed for two days. You know, what does that tell you? That God really wanted, not just needed, but wanted to be in Samaria, to be with the Samaritans. And not only that, you know, uh, another way we can know that that this woman was so loved from above, just like us, we are so loved by God, uh, is verse 26. You know, Jesus said to her, I, I who speak to you, am he. You know, it, it was said there that, you know, she was asked, are you, you know, they say that one day the Messiah will come. And then Jesus says, hey, woman, look at me. You know, I who am speaking to you am he. This is powerful because throughout Jesus' mystery, he always kept his his identity a secret. He didn't want people to go around bragging about who he was. and, and, And even Peter, you know, had to... Had his own encounter walking on water to finally realize you are the Christ, you are the Son of God. You, oh, you, you are the one, the one. And yet, this woman had Jesus reveal it to her. Man, you, you. Don't, this is like, you know, what I'm saying, right? Like, it's just even on the common sense level. You know, Batman. You know, fictional character. He doesn't just reveal his his identity to anyone. You know, or, but. For God, for Jesus to reveal, what does that show? It shows that God's love, God's love for us. This this morning, God, God has don't don't forget, God has revealed Himself to you. God has, He loves you, and that's why He made it clear. Don't forget the revelation that we have. This this revelation, Christians, that we have that Christ is King. Do you know that there are many people who don't have this? You're gonna ask yourself, why? Why is it? That, that that you know this truth and that and this truth has set you free. Why did it set you free so early? If God's only agenda is to populate heaven, then you would have received this news when you are 90 years old on your deathbed. And a nurse would share it with you, or a visiting pastor would share it to you as part of your last rights. But no, some of us here, you know, we knew the Lord since we were young, since we were eight years old. Some of us are blessed to have grown up in a wholesome Christian family and some of us found the Lord as teenagers because a friend invited us to church. No, a family member. Why do you think that, that beautiful revelation, that powerful revelation was given to you? Because you are loved. You are loved. And God is saying to you, you might feel persecuted as the only Christian in your family, but God is saying to you, friends, that, that when one is saved, an entire household will be saved. God loves you so much that he revealed himself to you first so that through you, you know, how many know that you know God uses people that he trusts? So maybe on top of love is, is trust. Some of us go like, oh, but I don't feel very good. No, no, no. Not only does God trust you, he loves you. He needed this information to reach you at that age that it reached you. It is no mistake. The gospel didn't reach you by mistake. Friends, you could be watching right now and you're not watching this by mistake. The revelation that Jesus Christ is King, Jesus Christ is Lord, Jesus Christ is God and Savior is not happenstance, it is the truth that will set you free. And, and, and what we need to do is to remind ourselves how much we are loved from above because just like this Samaritan, think about it, Jesus Jesus used this entire chapter. There's so many things to unpacked. Do you know that Jesus' interaction with this Samaritan woman is also the longest recorded conversation he has ever had with another person in all the Gospels? That's right. Think about it. Of all people, it wasn't, you know, a high priest uh, in Jerusalem, uh, the, 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 this back and forth conversation, the longest recorded entire chapter of it was with a Samaritan woman. What, what is God trying to communicate? That He loves us. You know, the, 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 the Samaritans felt like they were an outcast. And God says, I love the outcast. And of uh, a community of people who felt like they didn't quite belong. Jesus chose the one that felt like she most didn't belong. The one that drew water at 12 noon to avoid maybe the gossip of the other people. The misunderstanding of the other people. Like, like Jesus rightfully pointed out, she has she had five men in her life. Six, number six is in her life right now. And number seven, Jesus is talking to her, redeeming her, restoring her. And, and, and Jesus was talking to, to a woman. Think about that, even that for a while. You know, it, this is ancient times when when women were not accorded the, the same rights and respect as, as what we have now in the modern day. And this was a time where, where women were, were seen as secondary, where women were seen as property, and, and, and Jesus reached out of all the messengers that Jesus could have chosen his heart went out to the one that was most broken the one that felt the most misunderstood the one that felt the most victimized it's very easy for us to look at this woman and go like oh promiscuous girl but the truth is the truth is this that in ancient times you know a, a woman couldn't ask for a divorce she had to be divorced it means that when when jesus said you've got men in your life you, you had five husbands and the reason she could have five husbands was because husband number 1 had her and then divorced her husband number 2 had her and then divorced her husband number 3 had her and then divorced her for for various reasons but but it also showed the you know that on the surface we can look at this as a loose woman but she could also have just been a very broken and misunderstood woman who had her own issues. You know, divorce is no laughing matter, and she had five divorces, and, and Jesus chose her. Jesus chose her to be the mouthpiece. Jesus chose her to be the person that he spoke to. Jesus knew. Jesus knew his God. He knew who was going to be where, at what time. He sent his disciples away so that he could have this intimate moment with this person. Amen, to to remind, to, to, to show, to reveal to this Samaritan woman how much, oh, how much, if you only new friends, how much you are loved from above, your life will be transformed. And I pray that you will be transformed. Maybe you feel like this woman. You feel like, you, you know, you've been misunderstood. Don't worry, God loves you. You feel like you've been victimized. Don't worry, God loves you. You feel like you don't quite belong. Don't worry, God loves you. And because that love, friends, you are able to do what He asks of you. Amen. You know, Jesus asked, go and tell. Can't you see how much I value you? Can't you see that I'm talking to you as a person of worth, not not some trash of the earth? Can't you see, you know, my, my intentions are pure and lovely? Now go and call. Now go and tell. Amen. You know, this this shows us again the heart of God. And I and I hope this speaks to you, whoever it is that's watching right now, that, that 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 God loves you. Amen. That 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 God does have his demands. You know, God wouldn't be God. It wouldn't be relational if God doesn't have his demands. Do you understand? You know, we always say that Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. And how come it is that if we profess that, that we are the ones doing all the talking and all the demanding? Ooh, ouch. Amen. If, if this is a relationship, and it is, God does have a relationship with us through Christ Jesus then it's not just us talking, God talks back as well. It's not just us who have our demands, God has his demands as well. And what do you think it is that God is demanding you of this season? Love him more, be more consistent, be more, you know, serve him, give him your best, worship him like like you're in heaven right now, even though you're in your living room, the furthest place that you feel (laughs) like from heaven, But what is it that God is demanding of you? Go to homes, fast and pray. Hey, no, maybe you're thinking to yourself, oh, fast and pray, Mm, whatever, not my thing. No, 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 no. God is saying that, hey, that is the key to your breakthrough. No, 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 but I can't do it, I can't do it. Oh, if only you knew who it is that's asking you to fast and pray. It's not the chairperson, it's Jesus. Oh, but, but I can't, I can't, you know. I, uh, uh, my, my, my stomach gets, no, my stomach, my tummy, stomach, tummy, stomach. My, my tummy gets, you know, uh, uh, worked up, you know. I have uh, no gastric attacks, whatever it is, when uh, I don't eat. Uh, if only you knew what was inside of you, or if only you knew who it was that made the inside of you. His name is Jesus. Then you would you would know that wait a second, if God is asking me to do this, that means He knows that I can do it. So, so so yes, I got my problems, yes, I got my gastric, but I've also got a potential for healing. Hallelujah. Receive that healing in the name of Jesus. You know, and you know, love. Love is the most powerful motivator. You know, what 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 do you think? What do you think caused this woman? To, to, to leave her, her quest for water and run to the city square. and read on the whole of John chapter 4 that she brought the whole city and they all believed and they, they, they later professed that now we believe not because you told us we believe because now we see him as Christ as well. What do you think motivated her? You know, a person who usually avoided the crowds. What made her run to the crowds? So don't talk to me about personality. Oh, i am an introvert? No, no, you can be an introvert. But once you are motivated by the fact that you are loved from above, oh, the crowds will no longer be a problem for you. The crowds didn't become a problem for this woman because she understood that there was a greater prize in front of her, that there was more potential within her, and there was open heaven, love pouring out from above her. And friends, I, I pray that this will help us in you know, order to to love God more. What what is it that God is challenging you from from last week's message, from from all the messages, from every Sunday? I believe that God challenges us every time you read God's word. God challenges us. What do you think God? It has been challenging you. What do you, what habits do you think God is asking you to to let go of? What relationships do you think God is asking you to to cut away? Uh, what kind of living do you think God wants you to step up into? Uh, what kind of courage do you think God wants you to take on? What kind of how do you think God wants you to pray? How do you think God wants you to prophesy? How do you think God wants you to live, friends? I believe God is saying something to you. But instead of just saying no to God, instead of just focusing on what you can't do, would you remind yourself again, friend, if only you knew that it was Jesus. And it is Jesus. I believe right now Jesus is in the room with you. If, friend, if only you knew, Jesus. He's the one doing the challenging. He's the one doing the stirring. He's the one who gave you the giftings. And he's the one who will help you overcome your problems. And he's the one who loves you, loves you, loves you. Amen? If only you knew. And maybe for some of us, it's not about if only you knew. It's to know again. And I pray that today's message would help you to remember again, not only... God's love, not only God's gift in your life, but not God, God's, you know, presence in your life, but also what God has asked of you. Would you not just be a hearer of God's word, but be a doer? Like I said, a disciple is someone who fulfills the demand of God. And when it comes to God, it's not about what are the church activities, it's who. Who are the church activities? The lost, God, loving others. That's the activity. And when you do that, you will never burn out. In fact, your fire will grow stronger and stronger. Remember again. But for some of you, you, you don't know this Jesus. And so friends, I want you to know, if only you knew this Jesus that I'm talking about, oh, your life will be transformed. If only you knew that this Jesus isn't just some historical figure. He is God who came in the form of man. More than 2,000 years ago, he came And he taught us how to live. He taught us how to love. And not only that, he lived it out. And on the cross, he died for our sins. That picture you see of Jesus being crucified on the cross, why do we Christians celebrate that? Why do we wear that? Why do we, you know, remember that? It's because Jesus died so that we don't have to die. You see, we, like I said, as much as great potential is within us, there are great problems within us. The biggest of that problem is sin. We are sinful. We cannot help but do evil. We cannot help but be lazy. Given good and evil, we gravitate towards evil. There's something broken within us and Jesus came to fix that. How did he fix that? First of all, by fixing our relationship with God. What separates us from God? Not only sin, uh, but, but because of the nature of sin, you know, we can't even access God. It's like how water and fire cannot meet. One will cancel out the other and God's holiness will cancel us out. But Jesus came to die on that cross. You see, Jesus was canceled so that we don't need to be canceled. Jesus, a man died on the cross, paid the price, paid the penalty for our wrongdoing and said that if we believe in him, Not only will our sins be forgiven, but because Jesus died and rose again, our faith in him forgives us of our sins, but it also unleashes and it also opens up a new life, a new chapter for us. And so if you receive Jesus into your heart today, if you say yes to him as Messiah, if you say yes to him as Savior, as the forgiver of your sins, as the God of all creation, then you will have a new life, a life that draws nearer to the potential of that God has given you and further away from the problems. Will there be issues? Yes. But God will help you overcome the issues. God will help you overcome the pain because He loves you. Amen. He loves you. If you believe this and you would like to give your life to Jesus, you know, we're going to say a prayer very soon. Why don't you repeat that prayer in your heart? Echo it and mean it with all of your heart and your life will be transformed. God bless you.